Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Christ Church Medicine, a community coming home to Jesus and His Church. For more information about us, visit ChristChurchMedicine.com. The resurrection is an open door. The resurrection is an open door. That's the big idea I want you to take away from this morning. I could just stop there, but I do want to talk about what it means. Easter is all about a way being opened. A dead end that had been this brutal, crushing, nothing could go through it, dead end for all of history, became an open door on Easter morning by the power of God. This is the central image of Easter. For most of us, if I would ask most kids in our church to draw Easter, they probably would draw a hill with a little hole and an open door. And in some ways, the resurrection account in Mark that Tressa beautifully proclaimed for us is all about this door. The account begins with the women wondering who's going to open the door, which is interesting. That's, that's in there. It's too big, it, the, Mark says. They think it's closed. And then they come and interact and are shocked to find that the door is opened. And then this man sitting on the tomb in white robes explains to them what had happened with the open door. Jesus busted it open. He's alive. He's not here anymore. And the account ends with the people in Mark, or with the women, running away to bear witness to the open door. The resurrection is an open door. And on this blessed Easter morning, this uh, open door, I think, symbolizes three things for us. And all three are extremely good news. Do you, you want some good news this morning? Let me say that again. Does anybody want to hear good news? We believe this is true, okay? First, the open door is a way out. The open door is a way out. We often feel trapped by life, trapped by tragedy, sickness, politics, trapped by our own cyclical sin, trapped by shame. There's no way I'm going to get out of this. Trapped by suffocating family situations, trapped by relational breakdown, trapped by the inevitability of death. And if you read Jesus' story from the right angle, he looks like a man who is trapped. Jesus is born into a poor family. He doesn't have a lot of opportunities that maybe other people had in his day. He was constantly trapped between two menacing machines, one of them being Rome and the other one being the corrupt religious leadership of his day. So imagine getting trapped between church and state. Some of you maybe have felt that this past year, but Jesus felt it way more. By our standards and the standards of Jesus' day, Jesus' life was cut short. His life was a tragedy. He never married. He never had a family. He was trapped, and his life ended in brutal suffering and death. There's no hope if you're looking at Jesus' life from a certain angle. But on the third day, there was an open door. Hallelujah. Amen. At the bottom of the darkest, deepest dead end, which Jesus got trapped in, he burst out. He was never trapped. He knew exactly what he was doing. Death was the one that got trapped. 
Amen? The resurrection is an open door. My brother used to work at a church in, in New Jersey, and he knew a woman named Lisa. Lisa had a really hard life. Uh, her husband left her with four kids, and she worked extremely long hours to provide for her children. And even some of her kids had really hard stories. Uh, while my brother was at the church and knew her, one of her sons uh, was battling an extreme heroin addiction to which he eventually succumbed through an overdose. I can't imagine, my brother couldn't imagine, and yet Lisa was on the worship team that my brother was a part of and was the most exuberant, joyful, passionate worshiper in the church. And it did not compute to my brother. And so one day he asked her and was just like, I'm sorry, you just gotta explain to me why you are more thrilled in church than anybody else, what's going on? And she said, quite epically, there ain't no hole that ain't got its own way out. There ain't no hole that ain't got its own way out. She was a woman of deep resurrection faith. Brothers and sisters, there are many dead ends in this world. There are many dead ends in this world. Many tragic, crushing defeats. Many suffocating, miserable seasons of life. But this side of the resurrection, there ain't no hole that ain't got its own way out. Amen? And Jesus, there are no dead ends. There are no lost causes. No suffering ever has the final word. Because of Easter, we're never trapped. Even if your life looks as trapped as it did for Jesus, God was at work. There's always a way out. The resurrection is an open door, and that open door is a way out. Second, the open door is a way forward. It's a way forward. It's an open door at the end of all things, but it's also a way forward right now. One of my favorite parts of the resurrection account in Luke, or sorry, in Mark, is how the angel commands the women to go bear witness about the open door in the resurrection. And did you notice in verse seven, it says, but go, tell the disciples and Peter. You may have saw that before. But Peter gets singled out, and he gets singled out because, at least in the Gospels, he's the one whose denial is singled out. He's the guy who, a chapter before, had three times done what he never said he was going to do and did a horrific thing. He abandoned the Son of God to his death. And this account of the resurrection has so much tenderness and attentiveness that you see in God's character that at the resurrection, the angel relays the news that there's an open door and particularly singles out Peter. And make sure you tell Peter that there's an open door. Can you imagine what it would have felt like for Peter to hear that? To have one of the Marys come up to him and say, guys, apparently Jesus is alive and the door is open. And by the way, Peter, the angel specifically wanted me to tell you that there's an open door. There's so much exchanged in that moment, isn't there, between God and Peter. It's so beautiful, it's so tender. There was so much that Peter was thinking that probably the other disciples didn't even know. This has been a brutal year. I, we've thought many times. Last year, it was me and Maddie in a tiny little room and I was in my party clothes. And it was awesome, but this is a lot better. Um, we all come to this morning over the past year with a lot of sin, with a lot of shame, with a lot of impossible circumstances. 
None of us handled 2020 perfectly. I'm sorry. You messed up at some point in 2020. So did I. But Peter and Mark's gospel, I think, is actually an everyman. Uh, You're not supposed to see Peter as a unique person. Peter's you. And God is no less attentive and tender towards you in his resurrection than he was to Peter. So what do you feel, you personally, what comes to mind for you, maybe that no one even else understands in this room? If someone walked up to you today and said, pick on some people, Lars, the angel wanted me to tell you specifically that Jesus is alive and there's an open door. Sarah, the angel wanted me to tell you specifically that Jesus is alive and there's an open door. Tressa, the angel wanted me to tell you specifically that Jesus is alive and there's an open door. I can't do everybody, but I really want to. The resurrection's personal. It was for Peter. Don't let it become impersonal. It's a way forward right now. That was an act of grace towards Peter. You're not defined by this. Your story's not gonna end with your sin and your denial. I busted out the door. It's open. Amen. Finally, the door is an open door to walk through. The open door is a way to walk through. My favorite part about the ending of Mark here is just how charged it is with wonder and mystery. Jesus isn't there. Don't you love that? This has actually perplexed a lot of eggheads over the years who were like, what do we do with this? The door is open. Jesus isn't there. He's alive. He's gone ahead of them, and the book ends with them in fear. The last word is that they were trembling with astonishment and were afraid. So it's almost as if the book ends with a question that's put to the reader, to you, for you and me. And the question is this. Jesus is alive. He's gone ahead of you. Do you want to meet him? Look, Jesus has opened up a way out for you. Look, Jesus has created a way forward. Your story's not over. Look, in the gospel, there's an open door. Do you want to walk through it? The movie Field of Dreams, I, I think used to, that used to be common knowledge. I don't know if that's a common shared cultural thing anymore, but Field of Dreams, those of you who've never seen it, it's, a, it's about a magical baseball field in a cornfield in Iowa, which I know sounds weird, and famous baseball players from ages past come out of the corn to play baseball, okay? Sounds weird, but it's a great movie. The corn on the edge of the field is like a threshold, um, and only the old baseball players can walk through it But one day, they invite James Earl Jones' character to come with them through the threshold, to walk through it. And there's this one wonderful moment where James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner are just kind of looking at the corn because he's about to go into the unknown. He's never been through it before. And they're deliberating about it, and it's really tense. Um, And then James Earl Jones says, there's something out there, Ray. And if I have the courage to go through with it, what a story it will make. And then there's this beautiful moment where he walks through the corn. He goes into whatever is open to him. I think that's what the end of Mark's gospel is like. I think that's how you're supposed to read it. That's how you're supposed to encounter it this morning. Jesus is alive. He's gone before us. 
He is open to be experienced right now in real time through the eyes of faith in the ministry of the Holy Spirit who bears witness Christ within us. And there's an open door. We're told to go ahead that we will see him just as he told us. That's how the gospel ends. So it comes down to us this morning. For those of us who are here, for those of you who are watching on the live stream, do we have the courage to walk through it? To continue to follow Jesus? To not have Easter be the end of the story? Easter is not the end of Lent, not the end of 2020, not the end of whatever season you're coming out of. Easter is the beginning it's meant to be. To follow Jesus, to walk through the open door of the resurrection. What a story it is and what a story it will make. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.